Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Well, we have gotten into a very significant exhortation by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. One that I find, sadly, is ignored by many Christians, but should not be. And what is that exhortation? Examine yourselves, Paul writes, as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless, indeed, you are disqualified? That's a pretty sobering statement, but the Bible here and elsewhere calls upon Christians to examine ourselves regularly. Now, some preachers tell people, if you've ever made a profession of faith, don't ever question it, don't ever doubt it, that's doubting God, that's dishonoring to God for you to doubt it. No. How can it be dishonoring to God to do what? God tells us to do. Examine yourselves whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves to see if Jesus Christ is in you. That's what the Bible says. That's what God says. That's what the Apostle Paul says. That's what Christ says. Paul is representing the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's what every one of us must do. If we are saved, we will do it because we believe the Bible and we have surrendered to the authority of Christ. And if Christ tells us to do this, we will do this. And maybe one of the best evidences that you are a true child of God is your willingness to do this. And maybe one of the best evidences of your false profession of faith, that you are a counterfeit Christian who's never been born again, is your unwillingness to do this. It's a pretty serious matter, isn't it? And so we'll go a little bit further into this text on this Thursday, December 7. Thank you for joining us, and many, many thanks to those who remember our financial needs in order to continue teaching God's Word on this station. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that some of you will consider a year-end gift to the Beacon Broadcast. Thank you for your consideration. Well, it's interesting. What Paul exhorts them to do is to examine themselves. Now, if you've been with us for previous broadcasts, you know that this chapter opens with Paul talking about an examination, but in that case, he's talking about his examination of the church, of people 
who apparently he's received reports concerning that they are not living as they ought to live, as professing believers in Jesus Christ. And so Paul says, when I come, I'm going to examine you. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it in a principled way. I'm going to do it only with evidence. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. But an examination is coming as an apostle of Jesus Christ, as the founder of this church. I have this responsibility, God-given responsibility, and I'm going to come and examine you. And it will be painful for some of you who have not dealt with issues in your life that I've already pointed out and told you to deal with, and you haven't done it. And when I do this, you're going to see evidence of the power of Christ within me. You're going to see that I can be powerful in my personal presence when I come, unlike the slander that the critics have lobbied against me, that I am not a powerful person. But he explains that in verse 4. I normally am meek and mild and kind and long-suffering and gentle because that's the way Christ is. But though Christ was that way most of the time, he wasn't that way all of the time. And when the occasion required it, Christ demonstrated great force, great power, great persona. And so does Paul, and so will Paul when he comes. Therefore, he says, if you examine yourselves the way you ought to, then you won't have to fear my examination when I come to examine you. But if you don't examine yourselves as you ought to, then you are going to have a great deal of pain when I can come and conduct this examination. It sounds a great deal like what Paul said regarding the Lord's table in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, before you partake of the Lord's table, let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. That is, examine yourselves and deal with it. It doesn't take days, months, week, you know, weeks, months, and years. I have known some Christians who would not partake of the Lord's table because they'd say, well, I just, I just don't feel like I'm worthy. I examine myself and I, I, I see things that, that I'm afraid are displeasing to the Lord and I'm just not worthy and I don't dare partake in an unworthy manner. There's a great judgment attached to that. Well, you're not paying close attention to what the passage says. You are right. You are right. It's a dangerous thing to partake without examining yourself. But it is also, listen to me now, it's an also a dangerous thing to fail to partake because you don't carry out the instructions as they are given to you in that very passage about the Lord's table, which tells you, examine yourselves and what? So let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. In other words, examine yourself and whatever the Lord shows you that needs to be confessed, confess it. Acknowledge it, confess it, receive the forgiveness which God has promised, and then partake. It doesn't take days, weeks, months, and years of self-examination and making yourself more worthy, making yourself more worthy, making yourself more worthy. You can't do that. Our only worthiness is in Christ. Our only righteousness is the righteousness of Christ, but we must examine ourselves. And if there are things in our lives that are not pleasing to the Lord, we need to confess them, forsake them, and accept the forgiveness which Christ has already given us and which he has promised for 
our daily confession, and then obey the Lord. Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Some of you haven't done that for years, have you? You're disobedient. But that passage goes on to say that it's for this reason the neglect of self-examination and confession of your sins, for this reason, some are weak and sickly among you and some sleep. Some have died because, and he's talking evidently about Christians who are in the grave because they would let sins in their lives go unattended, unconfessed. They didn't deal with them week after week, month after month, year after year. Is that the real reason perhaps? Why you won't come to the Lord's table? Because you know you have sin in your life that you are not willing to deal with? Now, that's a different matter, isn't it? Yes. In that case, you ought not to come, but in that case, you've got more to fear than you realize. It's not just the danger of partaking of the Lord's table in an unworthy manner, and the unworthy manner is to partake without confessing your sins and and accepting the pardon that has been promised. And if you're not willing to do that, you are in a very dangerous condition. Some You may experience the judging, chastening hand of God. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and and many sleep. But if we would judge ourselves, the, the text goes on to say, we will not be judged. If we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged of the Lord. Self-examination, self-judgment, clears the record, clears the slate, so that we will not be judged by the Lord. We will not be chastened. Well, that's what you've got here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, I'm going to come, I'm going to conduct an examination, basically a trial in the church. I'm going to follow up on the Reports that I have heard of people who aren't living the way they ought to live. I'm going to see if the sins that I have named in chapter 12, verses 20 and 21, are still being practiced among you and have not been confessed and forsaken. If repentance has not taken place, I'm going to examine you. But there's a better solution. There's there's a better examination than the one that I will conduct when I come. It's your self-examination now. And thus the exhortation of verse 5. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. What do tests do? Well, they indicate what is present. If we're talking about a school test, they, they test what knowledge is present. Have you, have you learned the material you were supposed to learn? Have you been paying attention in class? Have you been doing your homework? Have you been learning? The test is going to reveal what is there or isn't there. Or if it is a test, for example, to test um, ore to see if gold is present. Well, that's another kind of test, but it's the same purpose. It's going to reveal what is or isn't there. So test yourselves to see what is or isn't there, and what are we looking for? Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? That's what we're looking for, unless, indeed, you are disqualified. In other words, Jesus Christ is in you unless he isn't. That's what it's saying. 
Examine yourselves to see if you be in the faith, truly saved. Test yourselves to see if Jesus Christ be in you, because he either is, and that will be clear if you will examine yourself to, to determine that question, or he is not, and that will be clear if you examine yourself to determine that question. So this is important. Examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourselves to look for the presence of Christ, that Jesus Christ is in you, as he is in all true believers, but is not in those who have made a, an empty profession of faith, those who have professed something which is not real, those who have professed that they have been born again, but they haven't. Unless you are disqualified or unapproved, fail the test. Otherwise, it is evident that Christ is in you because he is in the life of every true believer. If you have been born again, Christ is in you. But if Christ isn't in you, then you haven't been born again. And this tells us, therefore, that Christ's presence can be known. If he is present... You are truly a Christian. Thank the Lord. Give him the glory. If he is not present, then you are not a true Christian. You are on your way to hell with a false assurance of salvation. That is a very sad, that is a very dangerous, that is a very fatal condition unless you listen to this exhortation and are willing to examine yourself, and if you don't find the evidence of the presence of Christ within you, then humble yourself before the Lord and acknowledge your need and go to him. And whoever came to him with a humble, repentant faith who was ever cast out, no one, ever. So, take this to heart. And tomorrow, we'll go a little bit further and talk about what are the evidences of the presence of Christ within you. Until then, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace. <laughs>